Oh, no way. So I'm looking at the television screen, and I see where they're saying that uh, El Chapo might take the stand in his trial. That would be amazing. I mean, it'll never happen. Because if he takes the stand, he'll be talking about, yeah, I gave the ex-president of Mexico $100 million. I gave uh, this senator $50 million to his campaign. I gave this senator $50 million, this congressman, this congressman. There's no way he takes the stand. I'll tell you what would happen if he takes the stand. The defense stands up and says, uh, yes, Your Honor, the defense calls Joaquin Archivaldo Guzman Loera. So if they call him to the stand... If the defense calls him to the stand, which, you know, obviously that's the only way he takes the stand, if they call him to the stand. It, it, they, it won't happen. They're, that's just speculation. But if it were to happen, you would stand up in front of the judge and say, Your Honor, the defense calls Joaquin Achivaldo Guzman Loera to the stand, and uh, he'll get about halfway to the witness stand. <laughs> Today in New York courtroom, El Chapo shot dead. He will never take the stand they no they will not allow that to happen all right this story is fascinating so upon returning to earth the apollo 11 mission uh nasa of course you know thought it was historic and they had all the moon rocks and the bags with the moon dust and everything in it and uh one bag was stolen from NASA and ended up in the possession of a museum curator who was eventually arrested, arrested for having this stolen merchandise. Now, after they arrested the museum curator, law enforcement, which I mean, of course, mislabels the bag. All right. Not realizing it's true origins. Well, you arrested the guy for stealing the NASA bag of moon dust. I mean, okay. So, went to a court battle, and uh, they started fighting. Now, uh, it ended up in a government auction. Okay, so they don't know what they've got, but it's in an auction. Lady buys it for under a thousand bucks in 2015. All right, so she sees that it's a NASA bag and it's got some stuff, and she says, "Oh, hey, uh, hey, NASA." Can you give me a hand here? What have I got? What's going on? You know, I just bought this at a, you know, in an auction. I was wondering if you can help me out a little bit. Uh, NASA refuses to return the bag to Carlson, saying, "Ah, oh, no, this is our, this is our goods. It's our stuff. You are not getting it back." So she takes him to court and says, "No, no, 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 no. I bought this bag legitimately from a government auction. It's my bag." All right, so. It ended with her being awarded custody of the bag. The court said, yep, it's your bag. You keep it. So she sells it at an auction for $1.8 million. That's not a bad return on your investment. All right? Now, she thought she was going to get like $4 million, so she's a little bummed. But I know. But, you know, still. It's like, it's like companies telling you, well, we could, if we don't, uh, this year we didn't make our, our goal. Our goal was $20 billion. Well, what did you make? $16 billion. Okay, shut up. All right, so you, you spent $995. She spent some money on the court case, right, trying to win it back from NASA. So she's, I, I doubt she spent $1.8 million, but, you know, we'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Now she's claiming, since, uh, since 
it was supposed to get $4 million. She claims that the damage done to the bag while NASA had it is why the price fell on the, on the bag. I agree with her. So she's seeking compensation for the lost value as well as emotional distress Good. related to the drama over the bag and NASA's refusal to return it to her. Take him to the bank, baby. Good luck. Yes. I love Good it. Good luck. So she's suing NASA, not the government, right? Correct. Okay. Well, Good. Same thing. Kind of. Same thing, kind of. But that is fascinating. It just, it just, it's a fascinating it's a story. It's a leap. Well, look, she thought she was going to get four. She gets 1.8, and NASA probably treated it. You'd think that NASA would have treated it pretty well, right? I mean, it's a, it says lunar sample return bag yeah, but on how many it lunar samples do they have? I don't know a lot, right? That's what I'm saying. Hey, put this on the, yeah, over there with the other ones. And they were pissed. They were that pissed. They, that yeah. they didn't have it. So, hey, this is our bag. You're not getting it back. Which, uh, yes, they did. And who knows? They might have given her a bad one. You they know, an older one. Might have given her the one that I they mean, used for the uh, fake landing. One. They all came back at the same time. But they gave her one that was beat up, you know, in, in transit or something. That wasn't the one that she actually had. The one from Hollywood, yeah. From the, right. From the fake moon landing. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah, from the fake moon landing in Arizona. Oh, it was Arizona. I thought it was in Hollywood. Sorry. No. Well, I mean, Hollywood did it, but they had to have the soundstage in Arizona. Oh, know. got it, got it. You see the shadows and the pictures with the moonlight? Yeah, and the hammer yeah. and the, with the drops and the what? <laughs> and the cables? So incredibly stupid. All right, so this weekend, uh, I did watch. I said I was going to on Friday, and I did. I made it through the Ted Bundy documentary on Netflix. Fascinating. How many stars? Fascinating. And uh, it just... If you haven't seen it, well, here's the trailer, which I found fascinating because it's real. It's the tapes of Ted himself, which is amazing. He didn't look like anybody's notion of somebody who would tear apart young girls. Think about it. That was me, not the trailer. My name is Ted Bundy. I've never spoken to anybody about this. I am looking for an opportunity to tell the story as best I can. A person of this type chooses his victim for a reason. Possession, control, violence. There was something unique about Ted's brain. He talked in terms of a voice in his head, and this voice would start saying things about women. He had very blue eyes. When he really got going, his eyes went absolutely black. Murder leaving a person of this type hungry, unfulfilled, would also leave him with the obviously irrational belief that, he, that the next time he did it, he would be fulfilled. And the next time he did it, he would be fulfilled. Or the next time he did it, he would be fulfilled. Theodore Bundy has escaped, suspected of dozens of sex killings in Washington State, Idaho, Utah, and Colorado. I think things are going to work out. That's about all I can say. Bundy is acting as his own lawyer. What is unusual to see is that many of the onlookers are women. You're a little scared when you look at him. He just doesn't look like the type to kill somebody. Serial killer Theodore Bundy has escaped once again. One of the FBI's most wanted men. He was charming, good-looking, smart. Are you sure you have the right guy? I mean, it was it was fascinating. 
There's four episodes, and uh, it uh, they're all they're all about an hour. Um, the last episode is a little over an hour to finish off. I would say if you don't think if you don't think you can make it through, I mean, there's you're looking at real crime scene photos and stuff, which is some of it's a little, little how gory. graphic are we talking about? Pretty graphic. I mean, they're crime scene photos. That's what you're looking. I'll at. see everything. There's nothing blurred. Uh, no, not the crime scene photos, but there's not, there's nothing. You don't see reenactments of murders or anything. I'm just showing you what happened. Um, escaped from jail twice. I mean, just uh, fascinating. Like the first time he escaped from jail, he only escaped for a couple of days, I think, two or three days. Only a couple of days. He, uh, but he practiced. He talked about practicing on these tapes. These interviews, all these tapes. He talked about what he did. The detectives were interviewing him, and he and so uh, they also interviewed him. He was one of the guys that they interviewed. Remember the other Netflix show that uh, where they're setting up the new uh, uh, FBI, uh, uh, where they started investigating serial killers. Uh, you know, uh, asking questions. What put them all together? Like the TV. There's a couple of TV shows. One is Criminal Minds. Uh, behavioral BAU, the Behavioral Analyst Unit, right? Behavioral Analyst. And then uh, the Netflix show is uh, Mindhunter. And that show is about the beginning of the BAU, right? How they went out and be, and during, in that time frame of the beginning of that BA, BAU where they went out and investigated and talked to some of the uh, serial killers, Ted Bundy was one of the serial killers they talked to as well, okay? So, because it, when he was, when he was doing his thing, <laughs> The Ted Bundy thing. Uh, there wasn't there wasn't cross reference information. You know, police departments were a lot on their own. They relied on you know phone calls and the U.S. mail. You know, there wasn't the internet, and so he was way ahead of everyone uh, as far as getting away and 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 moving and on the move. The first time he broke out of jail, he talked about practicing jumping off the second uh, bunk, the high bunk. And he said, I would just jump off the second bunk over and over again to strengthen my legs to get the jump. Because he jumped out of a two-story courthouse. So he had set up this where they'd let him go into this corner room after the court after the trial was over for the day. And he'd go in there and, and read and do stuff before they took him back to jail. He just opened the window, jumped out, gone. Now, that lasted a few, you know, I think that was only two or three days or something like that. The second time he broke out of jail, he, he got himself, he, he didn't eat. He made himself really thin so he could fit through this hole in the ceiling. He cut a hole in the ceiling on this light where the light bulb was so that he could crawl through the ceiling, which took him up into an office that was above the jail cells, which then he just, he stole a uniform, walked out. Talk about spoiler alert, dude. It's Ted Bundy. It's from the 70s and 80s. I didn't out. know that. Uh, I didn't know that. You do now. Exactly. Watch the documentary. I would prefer to get it from Netflix than Jeff Fisher's face. Would you? Yes. Well, you can, there's three other episodes you can watch that are all part of it. Oh, so I can skip the first one and we just go to the second one? Well, I don't know where, where they tell, talk about the breakout. So, in there so you somewhere. don't know where? Yeah, somewhere in there they talk uh, about Now, I can tell you a lot more. I can, I can I can break it down for you a whole bunch more because it is fascinating. When he the second time he broke out, he was gone for a long time. They didn't know where the heck he was. He ended up being on the ten most wanted list. 
Uh, he traveled. He stole a couple of cars. He went to Chicago, took a bus, went to Michigan, took a train back down south, stole another car. I mean, he was there. That's and, fun. And in those days, I mean, he's gone. Easy. Right. There's nobody. This There's is nobody 70s and 60s, you said? Yeah, 70s and 80s. Yeah. 70s and 80s. 80s okay. 70s. You know? And I know, I know you're going to get all mad at me, but what did he do? I don't want to spoil the documentary. Too late for you. now, because I know now he go. He's a go to jail, try to escape twice. He did so, try, you know, he escaped twice. Okay, well, he escaped twice. So what's wrong with this guy? What did he do? Ted Bundy killed a lot of people. Oh, okay. So he's a murderer. Yes, he's a serial killer. Serial, serial killer. Okay. Yes. Oh. And he killed only women. Oh, that makes sense. According that trailer says a voice told him about women. Huh. That's episode two. Let's move to episode three. <laughs> okay, so now you got me thinking that I'm going to the damn documentary. Now you've now you've spoiled it because I don't care about the spoilers personally. We've gone over this on this network a bunch. This it never bothers me to know what's going on in a show. I'm I'm happy to know. Is this, if I want to watch something, I'm going to watch it. I don't care yeah. if I know what's going on. So. I'll, I won't spoil it anymore for you, but you need if you're if you're fascinated by serial killers. I know. Don't look at me like that. And if you're fascinated by, you know, it's a great, it's a really good documentary. It's done really well. You know, I would say that the middle two, if I was going to be honest and just review it, I would say that the middle two, okay, let's move on. I mean, they, they stretch it out for the four episodes because they want to give you the detail of what's going on in, in the world and his life and stuff. And then that's, it's fascinating. It is fascinating, but get to move it. on. <laughs> Get to the killings, Get damn it. Get to it. All right. So <laughs> I don't care what the prosecutor in Lake County, Florida was thinking. Okay, but I do. But I do because it was, you know, it was great. And he was one of the strong guys. He the Lake City guy. He was great. He was the guy that busted him and ended up, you know, really bringing him in for for justice and getting him the death penalty. But uh and not, you know, getting him uh they wanted to get it done. So that the other states didn't try to take him. I'm guessing that Ted Bundy's dead. Yes, he is. Because the show was released 30 years to the date of his execution in Florida. Yes, he was uh, he, he old Sparky. So I'm guessing that you're gonna. I'm guessing you're gonna watch the movie with Zac Efron. Well, I was just reading about that not long ago, and they're gonna spend a little bit more time on. Not so much of the killing and stuff, just the craziness of Bundy. Yeah, they're going to spend more time on him, on who he was, and how um, handsome and pretty he was. Yeah, you know, look. Was he pretty? He was a good-looking guy. He was a good-looking guy. He had a lot of people fooled. That's what got him. That's why it put a lot of people at ease. Oh, and then that's right? how he got the girl. Oh, and he would be, okay. He was a good-looking guy that would, he would wear, he would put a, uh, uh, like a, um, uh, a arm brace on. You know, like he broke his arm uh-huh. or his shoulder brace, you know, so he'd come up and, you know, I need some, I need some help getting into my car. <laughs> say no, say no. <laughs> one lady got away. There's one person that got away from Bundy. Uh, and see that I go spoiling. Just, just know that we talked to her during the documentary too. But it was really good and well worth the watch. And then I started to... Um, I don't know about the Zac Efron. I mean, it's uh, we're all Bundy crazy now. Yeah, and uh, I was looking online, and a lot of people are upset because the movie with Zac Efron is going to highlight, you know, the pretty boy, the the good side of Ted Bundy, and a lot of people are saying that that's going to trigger 
and bring back memories for the victims. Have they seen the documentary? The documentary will trigger everyone, man. I mean, they're showing crime scene photos. They're talking to actual detectives. It's, it's his voice. It's Ted Bundy on tape. It's Ted Bundy on video in the trials. His voice from the jail cells being interviewed. Does that trigger anybody? I would say so. A lot. I mean, if I was, if I were to be a, a person who would be triggered by something like that, and I am not, but if I were, that would be something that would trigger me. You know what I mean? You would, you just it would. Don't I'm still talking about Ted Bundy? What are you wrapping me up for? I was going to get some more spoilers on the on the on the Ted Bundy documentary. Why can't I? I just it's just conversations with the killer, the Ted Bundy tapes. So all I want to talk about was Ted Bundy. It's all so bad. It's all. We could talk about OJ too if you want. But I was really just wanting to talk about that money as well. Yeah, I do get kind of fascinated by these guys, don't I? If you hold that finger up at me one more time, I swear to you. Let's, uh, let's head to the break room. I need a drink desperately. And you know what I need a drink of? A Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. <sighs> you know, it's, I'm just calling it by the full name. Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Instead of just Coke Zero. Better? Coke Zero, but it's Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. That's the name of it. It's the full name. Like if I had to call this this can to the stand, I'd have to say, Your Honor, we wish to speak to Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. So, I mean, it's just the way it works. All right, let's talk about health, shall we? And not about drinking Coca-Cola Zero Sugar as part of the health program, because we all know that's good. Please. Okay. So something is going on. We know something is going on. If you listen to this podcast, you can quote me on this. Something is going on. All right. You know it is. And this is just another example of something is going on. In fact, that's what I'm calling this story now. Something is going on. In the state of Washington, in the state of Washington, all right, Governor Jay Inslee, of course, I don't tell you who the governor is of the state of Washington. You know that. Uh, yesterday, all counties, all counties, state of emergency, measles. Where's the, all right, let's try it. Let's, we, take two. In the state of Washington, all counties. Governor Jay Inslee. Of course, I didn't have to tell you who the governor of Washington is. Duh. You know that. Uh, State of emergency. All counties. Measles. Where's the... If I have to do take three, man, 
We're going to shut this place down. Take three. This is uh, the Washington State, all counties, a measles emergency. Uh, take three. So we believe if you listen to this podcast long enough that uh, something is going on. We, I mean, th- 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 in fact, that's what we're going to call it now is something is going on. And it, as a fact, just look around. Something is going on. And as another example of something is going on, the state of Washington, Governor Jay Inslee, I don't have to tell you who the governor of Washington is, uh, uh, state of emergency, all counties, measles. Something is going on. That's a fact. Come on. The existence of 26 confirmed cases in the state of Washington creates an extreme public health risk that may quickly spread to other counties. And let's shut it down. Ain't nobody got time for that. Thank you. Thank you. So be on the lookout, man. If you're in Washington or passing through or anything, oof, measles, something is going on. I know we're in the break room, but you know what? We're just going to talk about health today. We're in the break room. This is what we do. We eat crackers and drink sodas, and we're just going to talk about health today. So did you see the new study that came out that eating cheese is the key to long life? Yes. Come on, baby. I don't even want to, I don't want to go any farther than the headline. I don't want to know what they said. When we break into the when we start reading those stories, it breaks down to like, no, it's not really. It's just we fed extra cheese to one rat, and one rat out of eight hundred lived longer. I don't want to know about that. I just want we're just going with the headline: cheese. <laughs> you eat cheese, helping you live longer. Period. We're done. Don't, I like that. I like do that. Do not read any farther no, than that's that. It. All right, that's it. Well, that's our headline story. That's it. Another study that I'm not going to I'm not going to delve into any farther than just the headline, all right? Study shows that living near water is linked to better mental health. I don't want to look into it. I don't want to know that you have to live, you know, you have to live there for 10 years, 20 years, and of course you have to walk on the beach and you have to smell the earth water and everything else. I don't want to know about it. I just want to know that I just want the headline. If I live near water, I have better mental health. That's period. We're I like this segment. That's all we're looking at. I like this segment. That's all we're looking into it. That's it. Now this story is really kind of a, well, it's, it's about health. It is about health, but it's an interesting way to... Cure kidney stones. Apparently, uh, people who are on roller coasters are having kidney stones fly out of their body. (laughs) You thought uh, dropping keys out of people's pockets, cell phones, glasses, all kinds of stuff falling out underneath the the roller coaster. Yeah, you don't want to get hit with the kidney stones, bro. Bobby, if something just hit me in the head, don't look at what it was. Keep walking. I got to ask Keep I got to ask you to read your tweet because it was fascinating. <laughs> I don't even remember what I tweeted on this stupid thing. Like, I, I can find it fast enough. But uh... All right, here you go. It's raining kidney stones. Another reason not to stand underneath the roller coaster. Absolutely true. 100% fact. There's nothing wrong. I mean, it, that's all I could think of. I sang the stupid song. 
the whole day. <laughs> it's raining. You know it's raining kidney stones. And people are going, you know, riding it more than once to get rid of the kidney stones. If you've got kidney stones, why not? That's a perfect place for it, right? You get to scream. Hopefully you have pants on that are catching the kidney stones. Hopefully. So insurance now covers for theme parks? I, uh, why not? Why not? I could get behind that. Uh, you have to roll. Uh, you have to pay the bill. I've got to go to a roller coaster today. I got to pass this kidney stone. That's that. If, if a doc writes you a prescription, they got to pay for it, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, that's the prescription. So I'm all for that. No problem. Still in the break room, talking a little bit about health. Uh, now this is a small portion of America, I know, but there's plenty of states that this is this recall is a uh, is a uh, <laughs> under. Okay. Um, pet hedgehogs uh, are associated with the salmonella outbreak. So don't don't kiss or snuggle them. The CDC warns. I thought we had a government shutdown. Man, they've been CDC's been giving us a lot of warnings during this whole shutdown. Sad news. Speaking of the shutdown, too, because the IRS said it's going to take them at least a year to catch up with all the things after the shutdown. I know. Dry your eyes. At least 11 people in eight states have been affected by a salmonella outbreak at the center, at, says the CDC. Uh, and they've been linked to pet hedgehogs. Unbelievable. That's it. Wait a minute. And then we get down to the bottom. Whole Foods recalls baby spinach containing food products over potential salmonella combination. What? We got baby spinach at Whole Foods. We got pet heads. Okay, so... Colorado, Maine, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Nebraska, Texas, Wyoming are having a possibility of a hedgehog salmonella breakout. So if you live in those states, don't snuggle with your hedgehog. Just turn them in. Now, it doesn't say. But the Whole Foods recalls baby spinach containing food products over potential salmonella contamination. I mean, there's something else we have to worry about. Holy cow. I mean, we are we are getting doomed. Something is coming. Yes, uh, yes, something is coming. And one last little thing for health that I think is most important, really, in today's world. Um, and I don't really want to go de- deep into this story either. I just want I want to stay with the headline because if you start digging into these stories, you find out the headline is not true. Yeah, and that, that just really ticks me off. So it's getting instead of looking into it and getting any some kind of real news, fake news check mark from the, the chewing the fat headlines we love. I like that. Ooh, I like that. Say it again. Instead of getting the real news or fake news check mark from the from chewing the fat, just going with the headlines, headlines we love. Scientists are working on a pill for loneliness. <laughs> I really want to dig deeper into the story, but I'm not going to because I, I don't want to be bummed. Can you snuggle with I a pill? I don't want to be bummed. You can snuggle with the pill. You can give the pill to someone else and snuggle with them. That's the pill. I thought Bill Cosby was in jail for that. So... This story caught my eye over the weekend, and it really disturbs me, if true. Uh, And it feels like it's true 
just simply because of the world we're living in today. Uh, this is from uh, the UK. Uh, Harry Miller uh, believes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna warn you, this is for adults only. Okay, believes trans women are not women. Dun, dun, dun. No, I don't really want that. The <laughs> says the formal probe by the Humberside Police was into his thinking and his reasons for liking a particular tweet. Now, I guess he liked a, a particular tweet that was a limerick that referred to trans women as stupid and made comments about vaginas and synthetic hormones. Dun, dun, dun. So, Mr. Miller, who used to be a policeman, said uh, the officer told him he was investigating reports of a hate crime. Cops said he was in possession of 30 tweets. And I asked, uh, Harry said, I asked the officer, does any of them contain criminal material? N- no. Uh, I asked, is any come close to being criminal? And he read me a limerick. And he makes fun of, the cop actually read me a limerick. I told the PC, um, I didn't write the limerick. Ah, but you liked it and promoted it. Now, the police officer told Harry, I know it's not a crime, but it will be recorded as a hate incident. He said, that's just amazing. The cop told me that I need, he needed to speak to me because even though I'd committed no crime whatsoever, he needed to check my thinking. And finally, he lectured me, said, sometimes a woman's brain grows a man's body in the womb and that that is what transgender is. You can imagine my response, says Harry. Uh, Lastly, he told me that I needed to watch my words more carefully or I was at risk of being sacked by the company for hate speech. And he laughed because it's his company that he works for. So it's not really true. So maybe the cop ought to, you know, check himself before he wrecks himself. Now, if this story is true, seriously, this is where we're at in the world today. I mean, this, this is coming across the pond. Guaranteed. I mean, we are almost there. If we're not there already, right? I mean, people have been fired over tweets. People are losing their jobs over tweets. I've got a long list of people that have lost their jobs and lost uh, friends and lost family over Facebook posts and tweets. So, uh, so we're you know we're we're getting pretty close to that. And and what is helping it along? I don't know. Let's talk about YouTube changing its new video recommendation algorithm to prevent promoting conspiracies and false information. Um, YouTube. My experience on YouTube is in love with conspiracy theories. Now, many, many believe that those conspiracy theories aren't true. I mean, we know that most of them are not true, right? We know that. We know that. If you believe them, if you actually believe the conspiracy theories, that's your fault. That's not YouTube's. That's not my. It's not YouTube's job. But apparently they believe that it is. Uh, It is amazing. And if I lose my time travel, YouTubers, we are in deep trouble. 
Uh, YouTube, uh, we believe that limiting the recommendation of these types of videos will mean a, a better experience for the YouTube community. Um, no. Uh, no. And we're doomed. We're doomed. And, and that's, I'm just going to leave it at that. We're doomed. That's the headline. I don't want to delve deeper into that because if we delve deeper into we're doomed, you'll find out we're doomed. Just a friendly reminder that you can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA. You can uh, follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. But most importantly, you need to subscribe to this podcast. This podcast is Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And I would appreciate it if you subscribe, rate, and review. That way, other people find out about the podcast. And I need to expand our subscribership on this show, and you can help me with that. So what I'd like you to do is subscribe. Thank you. And then rate and review. And I know you're busy. I know you have a lot on your plate. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't want you to spend a lot of time rating and reviewing it. Uh, if, you, if you don't like the podcast, subscribe anyway. You don't have to rate or review it. But if you like the podcast, rate and review it. And I know you're busy, so just rate it 20 stars. Review it best podcast ever, and you're done. Now, even if you like or don't like the podcast, then I'd like for you to just maybe like once a week when you think of it, share it with someone. Just to click on the share button and then email, the first email that pops up into your email address book, share it with them. Whether you like them or not, whether you like me or just share it. Just say, hey, thinking of you and pass it along. Thinking of you, you should subscribe. Done. And then we're done and we're good to go. And I know that we've had some, you know, people do go out of their way to review. And I appreciate it, but I'm just trying to make it easy for you. So all you have to do is just 20 stars, best podcast ever, and you're done. Yeah, for example, like Professor J20 says, 20 stars, best podcast ever. See? That's, that's then perfect. He goes, oh, wait. That's not perfect. Did you LOL, LOL, LOL. Okay, Jeffy, just for you. I've listened since day one, but I figured, what the hell, you make me laugh. I mean, I want to say thank you, but. Or you this think. one by I Wish It Would Work. That's their name. I Wish It I Would wish Work. I Wish It Would Work. Says There's one, a pill for that somewhere. Bro. Right? We yeah. just talked about yes, a pill. Yes, we did, yeah. Um, one trillion stars. But then changes his mind and says one billion stars. Oh. Jeff and Chris are funny and it's the most real podcast out there. I mean, why not listen to them rate different French fries? <laughs> Referring to one of our shows last week where we did re- review some of the, oh, well, another, well, we, we were just telling you about someone else's review, and which I disagreed with, by the way, but we don't have to get into that right now, but just rate and review and be like, I wish it would work and come along for the ride. Thank you. I have so many so many stories to get to today, and I'm getting hollered at because apparently my podcasts are too long now. 
I'm just blah 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 blah, and they're going they on and are. on. And, and I'm moved. Going, Why are, did some, did I say, hey Chris, what do you think about how long the podcast is? Well, because I was the one that's brought it up, and I moved 30 minutes away so I could listen to your podcast. So now I'm stuck inside the garage with the garage closed, listening to your podcast. You know, I could die in there. You're listening ready, to your podcast. Take a life for me listening to the I podcast? I am willing, yes. So here's a thought. It's just, a, just an idea. Maybe you, I don't know, maybe you pull it in the garage and don't shut the garage door. I'm not allowed. It has to be shut. Is that a homeowners association rule or something? Or? If you call the homeowners association my wife, yes. So you're not allowed to pull into the garage. I can pull in and open it, but it has to close as soon as I go in. Why is that a... Seriously, why is that? Is that, I don't know. Is that for real? Yeah, that is one hundred percent real. Dude, I got yelled at yesterday because I left it open. You got to take the bull by the horns on this marriage real fast. I mean, you're starting to have like the whip marks are showing. The whip marks are coming out. We all I see. Get with the story. This is how we get with an hour podcast right here, right here. This is right now, right here. You're the one that took it off course. I was just saying I wanted to slow it down. I wanted to get because you know that will trigger me to that story. See, I know your triggers. You know my triggers. What if you pull in the garage and you shut the garage door like the wife says, Mr. I can't be a man and do what I want, and you open the car windows and you shut the car off and still listen to the podcast. It's hot. So, it gets too hot in there. It's been cold here. Oh, I get hot quick. You don't have, by God, what kind of trailer do you live in that your your garage is not air conditioned? Your garage is air conditioned? Uh, I've had it specially attached to the trailer. Nice. No, are you kidding me? Nobody has a garage to it. If your garage is, if you're, if you made enough money to have a garage that's air conditioned, we need to talk, okay? But the main story I wanted to get to that I didn't get to today, and I know that my point was, is that I have, all, I have some great, I have got some superior stories in the fat pile right I here. Superior stories that I'm not going to get to because I've got to waste my time on the pocket, okay? So. I just want to be sure that I didn't get to the dwarf tossing story, which was oh, one of my favorites for the day. We have to cover that. Okay, so I just I'm just saying, all right, that I just I'm just saying that I didn't get to the dwarf tossing. So another another story out of Washington. All right, not only do we have the measles, you know, epidemic going on, in, and I don't think it's an epidemic yet, but it's possible. And the governor has issued a state of emergency in all the counties. All right, but a bill. By State Senator Mike Patton, who <sighs> sometimes state senators are douchey. Right. That's why they're state senators. Yeah, some of them are kind of cool because they have aspirations to move on with their life. But state senator, that's a good gig. I mean, you be a state senator, that's a good gig. And you get you get a lot of perks. You make a pretty good wage. You can still have your own business. You can still do your own thing. But you got a lot. You got some power. In the state, I mean, it's a good. It's not a bad gig to have. So this state senator wants to have a bill, fifty four eighty six, a pass that would ban dwarf tossing contests and promotions and any other recreational activity involving the exploitation that endangers the health, safety, and welfare of any person with dwarfism. Now, apparently, he uh, was driving by, 
and I say I said just driving by in parentheses a strip club in Spokane Valley. Hey, let's not worry about that strip club. Let's be pissed about their promotion. I can't believe that. I mean, are you kidding me? It's okay, have, it's okay to have the strip club. I mean, so that's fine. Which, by the way, I'm it not is. opposed yeah. to. But yeah. I'm talking the state senator itself is more worried about the contest going on at the strip club than the strip club itself. Unbelievable. So they've got a you know dwarf dwarf tossy's been around for a long time. Now. Oh yeah, a long time. They used to have Velcro boards. Which actually started the Letterman wall of Velcro. Remember when he used to be tossed them on the Velcro? Anyway, the uh, and the bars would set up a contest. And now some states, I remember in Florida, they passed a bill that you couldn't have the dwarf tossing in places that sold liquor. Well, uh, strip clubs don't sell liquor. A lot of strip clubs, you have to bring your own, or you uh, it's just uh, beer and wine. Uh, if you bring your own liquor, so they got there were rules around that. So there was still some dwarf tossing contests. Plus. What are we putting good people out of work? I mean, we're telling the dwarfs, hey, you can't be, you can't, we know more about your safety than you do, little person. Mad Mike, I think his name is Mad Mike, the guy that was doing the contest in Washington, because there was a, a picture of him with the big M on his helmet as he was getting ready to get tossed. And he didn't get tossed? <laughs> it's fantastic. So, oh, yeah, they're still tossing. This is just a bill that, that oh, he wants okay. to do. He okay. wants to do. And of course, they get, they come across the, uh, one of the local, dwarfs the one of the local little people that's all oh we just can't have this it's such a bad example for other dwarfs you don't want to get tossed don't get tossed why are you holding up this man's work if he wants to set up and go and make some money tips and a, and a wage at these clubs and get put a helmet on and some velcro and get tossed around <laughs> see who can, who can throw him farthest why is that your call Seriously, why can't he do that? I mean, this there's too much control going on. And did I mention earlier, I mean, if we can't have dwarf tossing, we're doomed. Doomed. And YouTube's never going to show the video again either. I mean, you don't talk about doomed. Can't even see the stupid dwarf toss videos anymore. I got a lot of stories to get to, too. I want so much. I got so many stories to do now. I got to go now. Chewing the fat. Thanks for listening. Time's getting cut off. Except. Except. We're doing a couple more things that are are exciting. I've got uh, got a a couple of stories. What if you had to live your life? And I think this has become true now more than ever. Where people hide behind what they believe to stay out of trouble. Because they see other people not hiding behind what they believe and getting in all kinds of trouble. Like... This Washington state baker apologizing for a politically charged Valentine's Day cookie that uh, has generated quite an uproar because on the cookie it wrote, uh, you know, build the wall, along with addicted to love and cool beans, by the way. But one of them said addicted to, or one of them said build the wall. And uh, 
So a person who uh, from Mexican heritage uh, said it felt personal, and of course now they want to boycott him and they want to uh, shut him down, and he's apologized saying that it was just a joke. This is a perfect example of what's happened in the last two and a half, three years uh, since the world has been in uh, the Trump the Trump campaign, the Trump presidency. It, it is an era now, I think. I think that's what it is. It's the Trump era where people are now more and more afraid to show how they really feel. And I think that's one of the reasons that he got elected. Uh, most of the polls were showing that he was behind, but he ended up winning. And that's because uh, so many people didn't want to come out and say, yeah, I'm for Trump because they didn't want to fight the crowd. They just wanted to kind of go along for the ride and be, you know, not fight anybody and just go to work and be calm. But still, they were for what the man said he was for. So I uh, happened to see a uh, tweet from uh, Laura Trump, and it talked about Elizabeth Pipko, this 23-year-old model who has appeared in Maxim. And when you see her pictures, uh, not that I went to Google and looked at images or anything, but uh, when you see that, you're reminded of, oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you wanted to flip the page, and oh, I was on Google, so there was no more flipping. Uh, I just realized that she has been living uh, this very life uh, and has now... Uh, come out from the dark and admitted that yes she is a 23 year old model who is for donald trump hello elizabeth how are you i'm great how are you i am so good i I don't believe we've ever seen times better and so you've been living in the shadows uh doing your work uh you uh, said uh, that you've been working the last uh two three years as a model and was had to be quiet to save your career is that true yeah very true um so explain what uh, some of the things you went through the last couple of years uh so a lot of it was obviously emotional you know dealing with people saying not only terrible things about the president but about uh, his supporters and his staff and his voters and everything and you know, being a part of that and not being able to, you know, defend myself and the American people was, I mean, it was brutal. It was really emotional. And it was also really difficult because I also worked on the 2016 Trump campaign. So um, <laughs> I was there. I was in the office. I was busy. I was working my hours and I had to lie about where I was and what I was doing and what I was interested in and what I supported. And it was, it was really hard. So when you uh, were living your two lives uh, for, you know, at least the last couple of years anyway, uh, you know, maybe three years of living the two lives. Now, uh, I would guess that you are a, you know, you're a recognizable model for people in the business. Um, so were you wearing disguises these past two years going into work when you were working for the Trump campaign? Uh, I definitely was not wearing a disguise. I mean, the people at the Trump campaign were pretty busy, not going to lie. They totally, I mean, they figured out that I modeled and things like that. But, you know, they were respectful. They were normal. They didn't really, you know, care much about anything. And then once I left the Trump campaign, I put away my badge. I put away my MAGA hat, my Trump pants jacket, and I pretended I was never there, you know. So people really never put the two together. Well, that's fascinating. Now, did anyone ever come close? I mean, were you hiding in the shadows? Oh, my God, don't, don't say anything. Pretend you didn't see me. <laughs> um, and then I bumped into a few people while on my way to work and hit my badge. Um, I definitely had to lie about my schedule a few times, but no, I think I was actually pretty good at the double life. Thing. Nice. 
Nice. So you spent uh, the last, you know, the couple of years modeling and, uh, you know, doing business and collect, you know, collecting an income and then working for uh, the campaign and earning, uh, you know, part time income for the campaign and realizing that uh, this was uh, yep. something that you believed in, which we all should be able to do. Um, what right. prompted the idea for you to uh, say, you know what, I'm tired of living the double life. Uh, this is who I am. Uh, I think I just got tired of lying. I got tired of letting people, you know, walk all over the president and his supporters and, you know, me obviously being one of them. And um, I wanted to not only come out and, you know, defend myself and everybody else, but I wanted to give people a voice and an inspiration. And based on the messages I've gotten, you know, since the story went out, I think people, you know, hopefully will now gain the courage to tell their friends and their family and their coworkers that they support the president and more importantly, understand that it's totally okay, especially in the 21st century and, you know, the amazing country that we live in to support our president. I hope that's true. Um, I hope that's true that we're able to get a point where people are able to support who they want and not feel triggered uh, because that is agonizing in itself. Now, as part of uh, working on the campaign, uh, did uh, finding uh, the one that you love and cherish and want to marry have anything to do with the coming out? Um, I'm I don't want to give them all the credit, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> when you have your parents and your brother supporting you, it's great. But when you also not only have the love of your life supporting you, but you uh, have the president to thank for, you know, bringing the love of your life, you know, to you, um, I definitely, you know, I owe the world to the president. He, you know, gave me the best experience of my life. He is trying to, you know, make my country better. And he gave me, you know, the love of my life now. So I owe him a lot. And it was, it's definitely a big part of the, the so, coming out. So yeah. having said that, you know, you, you met, uh, and just as a, as, a, as a real part of the story, I mean, you met who is now your husband uh, while you worked on the campaign. Did he, yep. uh, did he realize that you were Elizabeth Pipko and wanted to, hey, would you like to go out for a lunch? Uh, he definitely realized. Um, <laughs> I know now that he told a few people before, you know, we ever got Oh, nice. Speaking. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it, was, it was pretty, I'll give, him, I'll give him the respect he deserves. It was, it was pretty well done. It was pretty smooth. Good. Well, I mean, he ended up with the prize, right? You. I mean, hello. I mean, I think I did, but I'm glad. Oh, see? That is so sweet. Now, you got married at uh, Mar-a-Lago. Uh, which did, is, yeah. a, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind, you know, it's, it's an upgrade from a trailer park. I'll give you that. It's all right, yeah, yeah. it's not bad. So, uh, were, were you able to uh, have uh, President Trump at the ceremony? I was not. Um, obviously, I was honored to be there, even you know, without expecting him to be there. But I know that although he's usually there during the holidays, we got yeah. married December twenty sixth uh, because of the shutdown. He was actually unlike oh, yeah, he people stayed. in DC trying to work. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, he was. I appreciate it. So, is there? Um, Right now, what is what's your what's your biggest what's your biggest fear of uh, uh, right now in in your life after you've come out and you're telling your story and we're getting your tor- story told? You said what you hoped for uh, that more people are able to come out and feel free to uh, uh, support uh, their president and whoever they believe. Really, um, what's your biggest fear right now? Um, I mean, I don't want to sound crazy or give the bullies you know, any more powers than they have. My biggest fear is obviously being attacked in any way. I've gotten enough messages in the last you know, few days to know that people definitely want to harm me, both emotionally and physical, physically. So I guess that's a rational fear to have. But, I mean, I came out, so I don't think I am allowed to have any fears anymore. And I'd, I'd love to use this as inspiration and have no more fears ever again. I hope that's the case. So what's next? What are you doing now? Um, so far, I'm just, you know, taking it day by day. Clearly the story is, you know, building up and I'm, I'm answering a lot of people who are thanking me for coming out and, you know, I'm supporting them and hoping they can do the same and tell people about their support for the president. And, 
you know, also just seeing if there's a way for me to get involved and hopefully help and be as lucky as I was in 2016 and help the president get reelected. So you um, you uh, are not working for the reelection campaign right now? Uh, not just yet. My oh. husband is. So okay. um, I obviously am emotionally involved, but I am hoping right. in some way, whether with a Republican group or you know, some kind of coalition or, you know, with a campaign, right. whatever it is, to be involved and make sure that our president gets reelected. Yes, um, which, you know, I'm sure will happen. There's not a <laughs> big, uh, I don't think, I right. don't think he has to worry. Uh, I've looked around at some of the people that are going to be trying to go up against him, and that's a little bit of an issue. But you said uh, it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what's next, uh, modeling? Have you been dumped by your manager and dumped by every magazine, and have they been X'd out on every cover that you were on and everything else, or are you uh, still ready to uh, head to the islands for a bikini shoot? <laughs> I am always ready. I was born ready, but I don't know if I'll be you know, accepted, and that's totally fine. I'm, I'm a lot happier now than I even was two days ago before the story came out, so I'm, I'm definitely – you know, not regretting any decision. That's great. And have you, do you know of any backlash um, from, you know, say your manager or your, uh, you know, your, your business partners that have, uh, that they've received from any of your companies? Um, I don't know of any, you know, big time, you know, company backlash. I do know I'm sure it's personal and I've avoided a lot of messages from strangers. I'm sure a lot of them are from people I know very personally and I don't think I'm ready to look at them just yet, but I'm I'm sure I know what's coming. Yeah. yeah. And what about uh, what about sponsors? I mean, you models today, you guys are like the NASCAR drivers, man. You walk around with, uh, you know, sponsor sponsor stickers all over you. So what, any any backlash yet from them? Uh, not really. I'm sure I'll be getting very different sponsorship opportunities now, but um, I'm excited <laughs> to see what happens, obviously. Elizabeth Pipko, um, you know, I, I realize that uh, this, is, this is a fascinating story to me because you're, you're finally, uh, there's someone that uh, actually uh, has a, been a breakthrough in living a double life, uh, really, and still uh, now able to come out and say, hey, I've been living this double life and uh, I am for Donald Trump and I have been for Donald Trump. So, um, you know, here's a raspberry to you uh, from me. And uh, all you people that were saying bad things about Donald Trump in my presence, uh, now you know why I didn't say anything back to you, you rotten. Elizabeth, any uh, any last words that you want to say to uh, the Chewing the Fat audience? Because uh, I think, you know, we've just become a, you know, I mean, I don't know, I don't have the money, but I mean, I can be a, you know, an unpaid sponsor of the Elizabeth Pipko modeling career. I would be honored. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, last words, just, you know, think about what you feel deep down and what you really support and don't be scared to stand up for yourself. Not only are you standing up for, you know, your country at the same time, but you're inspiring a lot of people to do the same. And the more people that do that, the easier it will be for our president to, you know, continue making America great again for the next six years. Elizabeth Pipko, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You too.